Welcome, everybody. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, the joy of junk journals. Here we are, snuggling in on the couch, sunny, curled up at my feet, answering your crafty questions. We're jumping right in. This I'm taking these questions from YouTube and just uh, really enjoy seeing what you guys are thinking about. So, Pistol Annie 6500 says, have you ever had to evacuate for a cur- hurricane? Uh, no. Um, well, no, that, that is not true. Uh, once, when I lived on the other coast of Florida, around the Fort Lauderdale, Hallandale area, um, Andrew came, and I was studying at the time, and uh, oblivious to everything. I wasn't watching the news, wasn't doing anything, just studying, studying like a mad woman, and I uh, started getting phone calls from friends and family. Um, the storm is coming right at you. I think you should you should leave. And I'm like, oh, it's no big deal. It'll wiggle at the last minute, blah, blah, blah. And... Uh, so I kept ignoring them, and then the panic calls got more and more, and um, so I finally did decide to go up just north of Fort Lauderdale, and it turned out the storm did wiggle at the last minute and hit further south of me, which they tend to do. They do that wiggle thing. Not always guaranteed, but hey, it's a thing. And um, uh, I mean, it could have wiggled north right where I was, so you never know with the wiggle factor. But um, yes, once, but not on, uh, I live on the west coast of Florida now, and I, I live in a, basically a no evacuation zone. I, I, the flood zone is, the flood area is not that bad here. Um, so I don't even have to have flood insurance, yay. So anyway, that's it in a nutshell. Um, hurricanes are exciting times. Let's hope we don't have any this year, yay. Um, Patricia Walker, uh, 9470 says, um, on the tips on how to decorate the inside covers of a junk journal, she said. Um, I love this idea. How do you always make it look so easy and turn out great? Oh, well, thank you. You're so kind. Because um, often I'll waddle into a project and have no idea on how it's going to turn out. And uh, uh, just kind of keep plodding forward thinking, okay, if I add this or switch that around or move this or cover that or take this away or, or um, I don't know, just, just keep going. That's my best advice. Just keep going and don't give up. And remember, it's only paper. Uh, Christine Anderson, 1220s, asks, I love your tutorials. By the way, we just moved from Utah to Seville, Florida, in the middle of the jungle. <laughs> Whereabouts in Florida do you live? I live on the West Coast. Yeah, that's where I'm located. And I love the Gulf. It's very beautiful. It's, um, we get a lot of dolphin sightings here, manatee sightings. It's just, it's just, just uh, for this little Canadian girl, it's, it's paradise. Um, it always has been ever since I've been growing up. Uh, Tina Turgeon, 2824, said, if you don't have a dauber, you can just use your ink pad and ink your paper. Use the ink pad as your dauber. Does that make sense? Absolutely. That's a great idea. Thanks for sharing that tip, Tina. Always appreciate uh, tips. Um, We spread them around here like wildfire. Our Colleen one asks, so I did the DigiKit onto a book page and then tried the book page onto the digi kit i think they both worked but just wondering about your process it's like which came first the chicken or the egg okay so let me think about this i was telling a uh, i was explaining a technique where 
If you have a, a book page and you want to run it through your printer and you print a DigiKit on it or a printable image or something like that, so you're printing an image onto a text-filled page or maybe a music paper page or maybe a dictionary page or something like that, it can be a really cool effect. Now, let me scratch my head and see what she was saying. She did it the other way too. And then I tried the book page onto the DigiKit. Oh, okay, so she must have had an image, I'm assuming. She printed out a DigiKit, so she had a page with a DigiKit printed on it, and then she must have had a scanned image of a book page that she printed onto the DigiKit. Novel idea. Never thought of that. I'm going to have to play with that. Um, definite chicken or the egg. I, I, that's interesting. I, I can't think of how else you would have done it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. No, I can't, I can't, I can't figure it out the, the other way. So other than scanning a book page and printing that onto your already printed DigiKit page. I'm thinking correctly. I might not be thinking correctly. It does happen. Um, Janie Anderson, 3988, asks, is it easier to decorate the signatures and book cover separately? Um, I've done both. I don't find... I mean, for the book cover, let's talk about them separately. Is it... Uh, decorating the signatures... I like to decorate them once they're in the book. It's just easier for me to navigate my corners and my edges and... Um, that kind of thing. Sometimes I will pre-decorate some elements of the pages before I assemble my signatures. For example, if I'm in the sewing mood and I want to sew down some, um, you know, pretty fancy stitches down the... Okay, sorry, I hit a, hit a button. We're carrying on. If I want to sew some pages, sew on the pages for some decorative purposes, like maybe where a page trim would be down the right or the left side of a page or across the top, something like that. Um, I might go ahead and sew those things first and then put them in the signatures and then put the whole thing in. I have sewn on pages that are st in the book. It's a little trickier, a little more finagling, a little more folding back of the book covers and things like that, but it can be done. Um, but generally, I... I assemble my signatures into the book and then I decorate the signatures. Now I have, when we're just talking about the cover, sometimes I get excited and motivated and decorate my cover right away and other times I'll decorate it after I'm done. Or sometimes even halfway through I'll get really excited about the cover because I know the direction I want to go and I'll decorate the front cover. Maybe I'll leave the spine decoration to the end not sure. I'm trying to think back now. Sometimes, uh, yeah, I'll come in um, and more heavily decorate the outside cover once I am completely done. Because maybe I want to add extra elements, little focal points, little textural details, cheesecloth buttons, um, you know, maybe some lace down the, uh, the back of the spine. Maybe I'm hiding the the strings that go down the back of the spine that might be exposed in, in the quote-unquote exposed spine uh, um, style. So there's that. Now, decorating the inside covers, I've 
No, I think I've done it both ways. I've done it before the signatures have been placed and after the signatures have been placed inside the book. Both work fine. Um, it just depends on what you're doing and how intricate things are. Um, I think my preference would be to decorate them after the signatures have been placed. That way I know exactly what my borders are on my inside covers. Um, although that's not true. I'm, I'm thinking about, well, so if I'm working with fabric, I'll wrap the outside of the cover and then place some either paper or fabric or something on the inside covers and then uh, maybe I'll place my signatures then and then I will go beyond that point and put pockets or tucks or belly bands or something like that on the inside cover so I can house more ephemera and so there's like a two-stage decoration process there. There's the basic coverage of the inside cover and then there's the adding of pockets and things if you so choose to do so. All right, how about that for an answer and a half? Um, Janie Anderson, 3988, asks, um, do you have a stamp that looks like Sunny? No, I don't, but that would be really cool. I don't think I've ever come across one. Never even thought of it, actually. That'd be neat. Um, I'll keep my peepers open. Uh, Me Pause Place 332 asks, are we cross-pollinating again, Pam? Oh, oh yes, green with blue dauber, check. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm cross-pollinating again. Yes, yes, I am. I, I like to do that. <laughs> um, that's when I dip my dauber in the wrong colored ink. It happens all the time here. I've learned to just embrace the process. Uh, Michelle Vargo, 4194. Pam, what is the best paper to use for printing? I'm using copy paper, but sometimes it doesn't do the images justice. Um, thanks. Um, it depends on, I would say, I mean, regular printer paper or copy paper uh, is, is good. That's, that's what I use. Or I use um, um, cardstock, which is a lightweight cardstock. It's a, either a 90, 90 pound or 110 pound weight uh, cardstock and it seems to grab the image as well. Now, sometimes the vintage images themselves are not super sharp and super crisp because they are aged, and that might be what's coming through as not super crisp. And also, if you're comparing it to laser printing, um, I do printing on an inkjet printer, and I'm very happy with the results. Um, I'm not sure of the actual printer, that the model that you have, but I use an Epson EcoTank. Uh, printer and I'm, I'm very happy with the print results that I get from it. Um, hoping that helps. Okay. Um, Jennifer S. Walker asks, do you ever watch a craft chat and forget if you commented on it or so watch it again just in case? Love you, Pam. Um, Oh, I, I, maybe she's just ask, asking people in general. I forget things all the time, so I'm just going to say yes. <laughs> That's the easy answer to that. Did I forget something? Probably. Um, Marjo loves art. Uh, she says, so clever and pretty. What will you think of next? She was referring to make a pen for your uh, uh, junk journal. Create a paper pen video. Okay. Uh, that was fun. I, I like I like playing with pens, goofy things we can do with pens. As little add uh, additional things that you can add to your junk journals. Um, you know, you can add, um, you can make a bag for your junk journal. You can make a box for your junk journal. Um, you can add pens. You can add spined angles. You can add pretty uh, sashes or wraps to bind your junk journal uh, tightly closed. Um, and. Let's see. Um, 
Kelly Lee's 3575 asks, good morning. Um, at 20.07 minutes into the video called Tips on How to Decorate the Inside Covers of a Junk Journal, she said, made me laugh. Ha ha he he. They're coming to take me away. Ho oh, he he. To the funny farm where a life is beautiful all the time. Who remembers that song? Thanks, Pam and Sunshine. I know exactly what you mean. Like a dog chasing its tail. Clean up. Make a mess. Around and around we go. Yes, isn't that the truth? It's like laundry. When we craft, we make a mess, then we get to clean it up, and then we craft, and we make a mess, and we clean it up, and round and round we go. Life on the farm. Um, let's see. Um, uh, Santa Low Stitches 4482 says, Hi Pam, I've recently gotten the idea that I want to move my crafting into junk journals. I am collecting, and she puts that in capitals, materials for a Tudor England journal, uh, like Tudor style home. Um, but how do I get the courage to actually jump into starting? I'm so afraid of messing up. Thank you, Sandra, North Carolina. Okay, um, first of all, remember it's only paper, it's okay. You can just jump in, yes. And number two, you're gonna mess up and that's part of the process. And there's a lot of learning involved there. And um, I'm meaning when you mess up, you're gonna learn how to fix it. That's what I mean. And uh, that's gonna get you through those stumbling blocks when you realize that you put a page or a signature in upside down or your signatures are not all nicely lined up or you accidentally drop your ink pad on your paper. Um, you name it, it has happened and there's always a way out of it or around it. So fear not, go forward uh, and have fun with your papers. Don't let that hold you back. Make your Tudor England journal and then have a, a blast with it and make a thousand other journals after that because the ideas will come rushing forth and um, it's all good fun and it's time well spent. So just jump on in with the rest of us and puddle around in the pond. It's great times. Um, uh, Wanda Sinclair 3748 says, could you show us how to start from the beginning? Um, from the beginning. I wonder if she means how to make a junk journal. Um, well, uh, coming up in a couple days, you're going to see a video on how to make a junk journal. It's just a basic concept. I just show you the basic concept as I'm showing you some other things and you can make them any style, but I do have an entire playlist called junk journal construction. Um, and you're going to see lots of different ways to start making a junk journal right from scratch where I don't take anything out, no clips out or anything like that. It's just me making a junk journal pretty much most of the way through or all the way through and uh, check it out. And you might get, hopefully get inspired to make your own junk journals because that would be fantastic. Annette Maxwell 468 says, where did you get the different crinkled paper of different styles and colors? Let's see. She's referring to the video called got a cereal box and a bed sheet. The different crinkled paper or different styles and colors. You know, what can I say, Annette? Where I get my things, Lord only knows because I've been a big collector of things. And uh, in general, I go to, uh, especially in the early days, I was going to yard sales, garage sales, estate sales, consignment shops, antique malls, flea markets, borrowed, begged, stole from family and friends, um, rummaged through my house and looked for, for whatever I could find. Um, bought things on eBay and Etsy and Facebook Marketplace and um, just 
look for stuff everywhere. Just keep your peepers open. Thrift shops, great source of junk journal supplies. Okay. All right, here we go. Oh, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Um, Grand Mammary 674. Everybody's got a number in their name now. Grand Mammary 6749 says, Celebration, I'm finally within one year of your videos. I can't let up now, though, because your new ones will push me back to one year out again. I can't wait to catch up, but what will I do then? Oh, yeah, you have a podcast. Oh, you're so funny. <laughs> um, uh, well, I'm glad you're enjoying them. And that's right. The, the videos all wait for you, which is nice. The podcasts all wait for you on your schedule, on your time. There's no rush. Um, I do put out four videos a week and I put out two podcasts a week. And a lot of my videos will turn into video podcasts as well. And you can watch those on Spotify if you prefer. So there's lots of content for you to explore. And um, I'm just happy you're here. So welcome and thank you. Okay. Sandra Doobie, 9014, says, Pam, a question you mentioned, L.A. Express. Is that correct how I spelled it? I noticed a couple times you mentioned it. Oh, I know what she's saying. Thank you for your time. AliExpress, A-L-I-E-X-P-R-E-S-S. It's uh, basically direct ordering from China, cutting out the middleman so you can get the prices without the middleman. It's It's kind of like... Amazon, but um, China's version of Amazon. So it's very, very big. Many people order from AliExpress all over the world. You can get much lower prices on basic crafting supplies if you wait, if you go and buy things from there. The one drawback I have found is that it takes a long time for supplies to arrive because I really do think they're on a slow boat from China. Sometimes you'll get them faster. I think they have some warehousing maybe in California where they can expedite shipping. But most of the stuff, you kind of order it and forget about it. And then when you've completely forgotten about it and it's out of your mind and you are, if com- like you're on to a million other things, all of a sudden the package will arrive. And I've really had good success at getting all the packages. I haven't ordered there for a long time because... Frankly, I have so much stuff right now, I need to use up what I have. But um, yeah, I found it, it, you know, if um, cost is a huge factor and you don't mind waiting, it's a viable option. Check it out. So it's A-L-I and then the word express. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Cheryl Barber asks, where can I get a sanding block? I think I got mine at Home Depot, honestly. Um, Yeah, you can buy them online at Amazon, um, eBay. But Ace Hardware, I mean, whatever your local hardware is, or even I, I would imagine Walmart probably carries them. But um, yeah, anywhere you can find sanding supplies. Um, oh, and somebody's writing here, uh, Dollar Tree sometimes has them in the auto and tools odd stuff area. Also, the wall spackle and plaster fill-in stuff. That's a good dupe for thick texture paste. Um, yeah, that's, that is a good point. So thank you for mentioning that. Abigail Phoenix, the paper ad- ade. 
Addy, 2501. <laughs> Everybody had their numbers. I love it. Um, okay. Uh, then we have Ken Billup, 6194. I wonder if I have a number after my name. I don't think so. Uh, Pam, I also love Scotch glue stick, but there is no place that carry it. Do you know where I can get some? Um, I generally buy mine on Amazon, and I, it's available there, so I would try there. Um, and you can just Google the name, Scotch Create Permanent Glue Stick, and then see who else sells it. I don't know if Hobby Lobby or Michaels or the big craft stores carry it, but I know you can buy it online from Amazon for sure. I have a link for it in my Amazon shop. If there's, if it's empty, just click on the like find others or where, you know, like similar, and you might find others that are available. Sometimes it becomes available and not, but it's a, it's a great glue um, uh, for, for a glue stick. Uh, at PMR6136 says, very cute idea. How would you feel about doing a Rolodex, doing Rolodex cards? I'm not sure you, if you've done one already. Um, I did do something Rolodex style where I made, it wasn't, it was a storage container for ephemera, which sort of looked like a Rolodex, but it didn't move. Um, I can't think of the name of it, but basically I put book pages that were still connected at the, like the spine, and then I folded them in um, like halfway, folded the pages halfway and then tucked them in. And it made this cool little Rolodex looking like thing. Wish I could remember the name of that video. I have no idea what I called it, sorry. Um, I think I just passed 900 videos and I forget the names, the titles sometimes, sorry. Um, Ken Billup also asks, oh no, we answered that one. Yep, we did that one, okay. Uh, okay, L. S-E-H says, would scoring the playing card help prevent the cracking? Yes, that would probably help prevent the cracking. It may not totally cure it, but you'll get a better fold if you scored. Scoring is a valuable technique. Good point. Uh, jo Joan Claire Hughes, 4218, says, how much fun are these freestyle pockets from playing cards? Thank you very much for this brilliant little design. And that was the video called Got Playing Cards, How to Make a Playing Card, How to Make Playing Card Pockets. Very simple and fun idea. Great thing to mass make so that you have them at the ready. Um, Jessica Carter asks, oh, oh, actually, okay, this will be our last question. How do you set up your phone to video? I use a desk arm which clamps onto the side of my desk and then it holds my phone over my desk and I just pop my phone in that little desk arm clamp on at the top. Very easy to do. Um, uh, yeah, many people, she says, I have mine on a ring light behind it and above me, but I can't see what the people will see so I can adjust. Yeah, I, um, I'm looking at the main face of my phone screen so I can see the big area. And then my camera is videotaping below it on the back side of my phone. So I get to see what you guys are seeing pretty much. So that's how I do it. I do it phone face up. And I use my camera that shoots down below the back of my phone. Um, yeah, so I hope you enjoyed today. I always enjoy spending time with you guys. Thank you so much for your thoughts, questions, and comments. And let's just keep crafting together. Take care, everyone. Have an awesome day. Bye-bye.